What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Wolfpack Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Clemens. Here with me, as always, are my two co-hosts, Micah Plant and Ike Bonnie. What is up, fellas? And happy Scott Fishbowl Week. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to draft this week until I listen to your advice, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. You're going to come in at me like that all because oh, I yeah. talked you into drafting. Austin Eckler, who's just going to be an absolute stud anyways. He's super safe. I'll give you that. Super, <laughs> super safe. But in Scott Fishbowl, you got to take those, you know, risky picks. You got to take those ceiling picks. And I came into the mindset with drafting and double tapping QB right away. And Russell Wilson fell to me at that spot. Because I think it was stupid value to pass up on Russell Wilson. And I was stupid enough to pass up on Russell Wilson. But, yep. I'm I'm excited for Scott Fishbowl. How how's your guys' drafts going? Pretty solid, man. Um Ike and I are actually in the same division, the Chicago division. There's thousands of people in this tournament, and we decide to you know get in the same one for some get, stupid reason. Get in the same division. But I'm digging my team so far. Ike's going a little off the rails, but that's okay. But uh before we get into that. Because we're going to get into our Scott Fishbowl teams, and then we're going to do a teammates ADP same position uh, battle. So we're going to talk about two guys from the same team and say whose ADP we like better that play the same position. Um, but before we get started to do that, let's. Uh, I want to remind you guys, please go to... Um, FantasySixPack.net backslash plans. Use the promo code F6P early for 25% off the first 100 members. Uh, a membership plan, guys, for $10 a month, you get access to the cheat sheet and projections, access to our award-winning rankings, um, the F6P Discord, direct access to the F6P um, writing staff, and weekly AMAs. And just you can come in and chop it up with us in the Discord. We have a ton of fun. Oh, it's, it is fun. Up, I'm man. always putting in funny mm-hmm. memes and NFL updates. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can and we can make fun of Ike in a Scott Fishbowl strategy. Come on, dude. <laughs> nice segue, LaPlante. Is that whose team we want to start with uh, going over? You guys can do it. I'm out of here. I'm just going to say <laughs> Come on, So man. They, already, they already gave you a little bit of info. They're in the Chicago, uh, Chicago division. Uh, did you tell them your picks? Uh, Dylan's the 103 and Ike is the 106. Does that sound correct? You're the five. five. Okay. And we're going to bring in Ike's team here. They're through six rounds already. Um, yeah. It is he, super he flex, did. guys. Yeah, let's talk about you see, that. see there's yeah. no quarterbacks there, so that's not good for me. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is super flex. It is crazy scoring for the quarterbacks. Like, you get negative points for incompletions. A lot of points, negative points for Four points for interceptions. Yep, yeah, yep stuff like that um but i decided to uh, bob when everyone else weaved i mean i like the value of jonathan taylor at the 105 he's the best it's overall very, player in fantasy football so i i get that but um it's very it, contrarian and, and in this tournament style of a you know game it could work as long as he can hit on the quarterbacks if he you know can get lucky unless you're in a draft like me who is just taking every quarterback possible (laughs) well why don't you tell him a little bit about that dalton schultz pick i just wanted a good tight end that's all i really wanted to be honest and that way i don't have to worry about that position anymore for a little bit i guess after you took jonathan taylor were you planning on going quarterback stafford but then the girl picked him right before me. So I spent probably about 30 minutes looking at the quarterbacks. Like, I don't want any of them. I think it was Trey was Lance. Tua, the best Tua, one. Trey Lance. Tua, no, Tua. Tua it was point. actually two of the one of the best ones at that time. Stupid fly. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to take the top receiver at that point. So I took Jamar. And that it was wild at that point because Tua had went at like, I think at 304, not too long after that. And then, uh, a quarterback, another quarterback wasn't taken for two full rounds. Did you see that? That was kind of that was crazy, man. Yeah, because after Trevor, it's like, do you really want Matt Ryan at round four? No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I'll take Nick that. Chubb and all that. But I could mm-hmm. see, like, if I was able to get Matt Stafford instead of Jamar Chase, it would look a whole lot better, obviously. But 
Yeah. And you did have a chance at Trevor Lawrence, but you went Dalton Schultz instead. I think that's what LaPlante was kind of insinuating. the shit out of him. Because, like, we've been talking <laughs> about in Slack that Trevor Lawrence is... Uh, yeah, you guys all really like Trevor Lawrence, which yeah, is good, like I mean... Joe really likes Trevor Lawrence, thinks he's, like, the last guy in that tier that could be good in this format. one upside. Yeah, yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I like... offensive line barely got better, so I don't know. We'll see. I like your team. Obviously, you got... If it wasn't super flex, it'd be solid, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like your running well. back. I love your running backs. I like your receivers. You got a solid tight end, and you get a... Dalton Schultz picks up a ton of first downs, and you get an extra uh, point boost for tight ends and other players catching first downs. So that's nice there, too. All and right. then Brandon well, Cooks, he's just very, very solid. So let's move on to, you know, the other person in this division with Dylan. Yeah, I was at the I'm at the 103 guys and I was hoping Herbert was going to fall to me. He went at 102. Um and I went 101. So Mahomes fell on my lap and I'm cool with that. Um the plan was to go quarterback quarterback, but there just wasn't anything like we talked about really there. Like Tua was probably the best guy and then I ended up just go with the safe. We kind of talked about it earlier the plan Austin Eckler if he stays healthy, he's just going to be very solid. This is halfway PPR, so he gets a little bumped down because he's receiving back, obviously. And then the next one still didn't love the quarterback, so I just went best player available and digs. Um, and then took my big swing with Saquon over Aaron Jones. What do you guys think about that? I would have done Saquon over him. I'm a big Aaron Jones advocate this year um, just because of the Devontae Adams departure. Uh, it's going to increase his target share tremendously, and they use him more like a wide receiver than any, you know, like kind of like Alvin Kamara was used with Sean Payton. Um, so I think it's a toss-up right there. I mean, you're definitely swinging for the fences with Barkley because he has finished as the RB1 before, and it's totally in his realm of possibilities. Mm-hmm. And he's going to yeah. get all the touches pretty much. He's going to get 15, it's- 20 carries, 5, 10 targets. Mm-hmm. My, my only concern is still the offensive line, but and health, obviously, health. Yep. Um, but predicting, you know, good health. He does have a new offensive scheme with Brian Dable. They like to throw the ball a lot to the running back. Um, I think he's got good PPR value. It's just can he stay healthy and can he break off those big runs like he did his rookie season? Yeah. Right. Yep. He has a big play waiting to happen. That's his thing. Um, and my next pick, I thought I got great value on Deontay Johnson. I felt, thought that I was going to need to draft a quarterback finally, but I saw there were the three left that I felt like were in the same tier of the play. You might disagree, but I had Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Matt Ryan, those three in a tier. And I know one guy behind me had a quarter, had two quarterbacks already, so I knew I was going to get one of them. So I waited and just went with best player available. You played the game. Yep. And then I came, Trevor Lawrence ended up getting picked at the turn. And then I ended up with Justin Fields, who obviously the upside's there with his rushing ability, but he might throw some incompletions, and that's pretty scary in this format, and some interceptions. So it's definitely a wild card. Would you have taken Matt Ryan over him? Over Justin no. Fields? No, I would have probably. I mean, he's safe, but I, I like that upside of uh, chasing that upside at QB2. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know partially the reason you picked him is so Ike wouldn't have him at, at his spot, So <laughs> Yeah, and like I wanted, to I, take a, I wanted to take a swing with Fields too because I have Mahomes, and ideally Mahomes is one of the safer quarterbacks there is, theoretically. Yes. But uh, other than that, you're pretty even around. And that's what I aim to do in these big leagues is try to be balanced. Um, you know, fill out that starting position before you start stacking in on a, a you know, certain position. Just scared um, on the tight end position, my dude, because it's tight end premium, like we said, too. And it's, and we're, now, shots. we're, we're got, now, we're now going into that uh, tight end dead zone. You you're right, that, but uh, you got to. Well, like I'm got, pretty sure TJ Hawkinson is still available, actually. Yeah, you got to take yeah. a shot on one of those uh, tight ends like last year. Like, look at Gronk. Nobody drafted Gronk early at all. He was going mm-hmm. in the teens. Um, he, he was just fine. I know Joe reaped the benefits of Gronk. Um, mm-hmm. Dawson Knox. I mean, not many people drafted him very early. You yep. could even get a Robert Tunyon, maybe. Yep. And, Ike, and hit on him. Ike, earmuff it for me. 
and like Irv Smith, Cole Komet, I like those two, you know. Later. Well, I already know about Cole Komet. <laughs> I already Smith's got my tight end. Sure, but, sure. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, the play. let's see your team. You're way further along than we are. You guys are just flying. Why right am there. I seeing yeah, a Michael just... Thomas down there? Disgusting. Because... I already talked about my <laughs> disgustedness with That's him. That's fine. I did not reach on him at all. Look at that wide receiver 37. That's insane value for a guy that has uh, 90 receptions in his realm of possibilities. He finished as a wide receiver one in his, in his past. It's possible. And to He's get him at wide receiver practicing. 37. And we haven't seen him play in two years, man. There's been He's videos. Not practicing. Practicing. They're fluff pieces, but there's videos. <laughs> all right. We shouldn't bombard him with the Michael Thomas stuff. Let's let him go. I understand it, but first. like, I, I already, I already got my full start. TJ Hawkinson, you got really early. Well, actually, no, when I looked at him, his ADP was actually going earlier. So it, yeah, it's been it creeping down. He, Dylan, you should get Hawkinson. That'd be right. I guess he, yeah, he's fallen in ours pretty far. Um, LaPlante, why did you go 106? Why did you pick 106? Because in this format, guys, we pretty much got to pick our drafts. Yeah, you're right smack dab in the middle. Yep. Why, yeah, why did you go that way? Half the reason is is because I'm not affected by the third round reversal at all. Uh, there is a third round reversal in Scott Fishbowl, so if you draft, you know, early rounds, uh, early round picks, you're going to get the late round picks when it comes to the third round, and it's kind of a disadvantage. So I just kind of wanted to be right in the middle, and then also this year, I had kind of like five quarterbacks in that tier one that could, you know, finish as quarterback one, you know, and out outpace Josh Allen. That was in the realm of possibilities. And I managed to snag one of them at that spot. Kyler ain't one of them. That is such a lie. He finished his QB1 a couple years ago. This is Scott Fishbowl, though, where you need I, completion percentage, touchdowns, yeah, and, rush, and rushing yards. And rushing yards are worth six uh, – rushing touchdowns are worth six points, which he gets. Yeah, that's fine. All right. And if he runs the ball What did he more, get for rushing touchdowns last year? Left. Five? That's, I mean, Josh Allen only got seven. Only. <laughs> What do you mean? It's a two two touchdown difference. The the difference is Josh Allen threw more touchdowns, and if Kyler Murray takes another step forward, he can absolutely throw thirty plus touchdowns. But that's Kyler's bugaboo is he's actually never thrown thirty plus touchdowns. Yeah, I think his highest was like twenty five, maybe. Uh, absolutely, I believe it was actually twenty four. But I mean, he's in a pass friendly offense. He also runs the ball. The one thing that sucks is man, Cardinals love to run the ball in the red zone. So Kyler Murray, if he's going to do it, he has to break it off kind of about 15 you know, yards out. But he's got the speed for it. The one I kind of felt like I reached out was Trevor Lawrence a little bit. But, again, I, like we talked about, he kind of is that last quarterback that has that you know QB1 upside. All right. The one I'm most proud about is probably Brandon Cooks at wide receiver 22. I think I, that was probably the best value I've gotten in this draft by far. And – Hands down to my division in the Green Bay division. Um, hardest people I've ever drafted with. They take value at every spot. It is not easy, guys. I almost wish I was in your division because I feel like even you two wouldn't have sniped me this many times. I would have. I would have purposely done it. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, not, not I when you don't draft a quarterback. No, I would have purposely not picked a quarterback just to snipe you. I mean, you wouldn't have sniped me on my two picks for Kyler and Trevor then. I would have. I would have known you like Trevor because of slack, and I've been picking him right before the plant. I would have purposely pick a pick right before you so I can do that. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But <laughs> I mean, other than that, you know, we are moving pretty fast. Um, we could probably move on to you know the meat of our show <laughs> if you want to do that, Dylan. Yeah, let's do that. You know, talk um, about what we came yeah, here to talk about, and not just you know gloat about our drafts <laughs> that haven't even started yet. You know, that haven't even finished yet. Sure, sure. But yeah, Ramondre like you said, send you a third running back. Yeah, Ramondre. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have want to a third running back. We're removing it before we uh, <laughs> get any uh, more ideas. But yeah, like I said, we're gonna do a teammates ADP position battle. Guys that play the same position on the same team. Who we dra- who we want, and who we don't want. First, uh, we're gonna start with running backs. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon from the Green Bay Packers start off with Michael Plant's team. Aaron Jones going off the board as the RB13. This is um, Fantasy Pros ADP. And then half-point PPR. 
AJ Dillon goes off the board at RB 25. Aaron Jones last year played a 51% of the snaps. AJ Dillon, 42%. Um, Aaron Jones saw the bulk of the targets in fit in uh, 15 games at 65 targets. Aaron, uh, AJ Dillon only had 37. And then you got AJ Dillon with 187 attempts in 17 games on the ground. And Aaron Jones with 171 attempts. LaPlante, who would you like to have out of these two and why? Man, I'm going to be honest. I'm a little split here. I know I'm a Packer fan, but I'm, I'm giving you my most unbiased opinion here. I think the best value here in this backfield is A.J. Dillon. All right, one injury to Aaron Jones. It's A.J.'s uh, backfield all to himself. Bingo. He's get two. 200, you know, plus carries to, you know, probably 250, you know, touches altogether. Um, but barring any injuries, I think Aaron Jones is still the player to have, uh, you know, this year because he is falling, you know, in these drafts to where, you know, he is actually pretty good value because like I said earlier, you know, a little uh, sneak preview is Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones, in the eight games without Devonte Adams, and thank you, Ian Harditz, I believe is where I got that stat from. Uh, Aaron Jones in the eight games without Devonte Adams averages two plus yards uh, ran per target, which blows every other running back out of the water because their typical you know yards per target uh, run ran is zero or negative because they're throwing screens or, you know, behind the line of scrimmage passes, kind of like we see with, you know, the Niners and Debo and, you know, Ayuk and all them. Um, so that tells me that Aaron Jones is going to be used a lot as a receiver and most likely will be Aaron Rodgers' number one target. So I think he'll be the better player. He, I think he's got the realm uh, of possibility as his finishing, finishing as a top five running back. Cool. But A.J. Dillon can't eat into that. There's no chance he finishes top five if A.J. Dillon's there. No chance. Why not? I bet you $100 right now. He finished He finished as uh, a top five running back when he scored the 19 touchdowns back-to-back years. Say, yeah. You think he's going to score 19 touchdowns? He'd, have to, be, he'd have to be over efficient. And that's that's what I was. You can't say, say never because he because he already did it. You know, like exactly. he nineteen one without year, AJ like, Dillon. And you're you, you're talking about one of the most efficient offenses mm-hmm. in the league last year. Do you know that they actually uh, had the slow uh, second slowest pace of play after the Seahawks? That's a but good yet point. I just think top five how is many games? way too high. Which means they use their running backs. They they plan on doing it. So I think the better player here, the better uh, who's going to get you more points is Aaron Jones. All right, but AJ Dillon absolutely is the better value, just because you got to go a little bit earlier for Aaron Jones. But Aaron Jones is going as running back thirteen. That's not even a running back one. I mean, that's yeah. kind of stupid for being in, in an offense with Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams. And like you said, I, I do agree with you, LaPlan. I think he's got top five upside. He just needs to score 15 touchdowns. Which is I don't, to, to get I don't there. know if he has it, to. I, I think, think he does. I, I, I think he I just think needs he to rush for double-digit like, touchdowns, and he'll get probably about six to seven receiving touchdowns. Yeah, but, but, but Mike, we just saw Austin Eckler score 20 touchdowns last year and finish his RB3 still. And he is a better That's top receiving five. back. No, I, yeah, no, I, I I agree. But you just said you don't think that he needs to get 15 touchdowns to get there. That's the point that I was trying to make. Uh, you said rushing touchdowns. I don't think he needs 15 rushing touchdowns. No, I, yeah, I meant 15 total. No, I meant 15 okay. total. You said I, I believe you said rushing. That's why okay. I said that. But 15 but, total, yes. Which is like, possible for him. I mean, I had a chance to draft Aaron Jones and Scott Fish like a talk last night, and I took Saquon over him. Just with that, I think – I would rather take someone else who's going around that Aaron Jones range, like a Saquon Barkley. Um, DeAndre Swift's going a little bit before him. Maybe Leonard Fournette, but I might swing Aaron Jones there because I'm perfectly okay with waiting for A.J. Dillon and having him be my RB2, you know, in the fifth, sixth round. I'm totally okay with that too. So I think, like you said, I think the value is – is very, very, very good where AJ Dillon is going to draft. Very, I, very good. Um, what do you I think? just think 
I'm I'm comfortable with going, you know, like Aaron Jones in the second round if you're going like a wide receiver like Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase in the first round. I think Aaron Jones would make a sufficient RB one. Okay, sure, sure. Like, what do you think? I uh, I just I was a little thrown off by the top five Aaron Jones running back. That just flabbergasted me because I don't he's done it before. Yeah, I will seriously. Say, uh, I thought our point. I, that, I that's care that I don't care that he's done it before. That was without AJ Dillon having a snap share over fifty, which he's going to have. And when he has a snap share over fifty, he ends up as a running back one. Alvin Kamara never had the full workload in New Orleans, and that motherfucker finished. He's nowhere near Alvin Kamara. Stop saying that. I'm you tell me he's Jones as good as Alvin Kamara. If Aaron Jones can score double digit touchdowns like 19 and you know 20 back to back years, that Aaron El- that Alvin Kamara has Dillon never been playing. Done. But Alvin Kamara has never even done that. AJ Dillon wasn't playing though. He actually it has playing time now. He's going to get 50% of the You snaps. act like he was always the only running back. They just used him majority of the time. They had backup running backs that they tried to fill in yeah, all the like time. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, but he wasn't getting the run zone. It, I do kind of get what I'm saying. But Aaron Jones, is, I'm just going back to how efficient Aaron Jones is in the red zone too. Like it's just going to depend on who's That's in the, the game right who's going to get the you red zone think, carries to me. You would think I, that, that – Aaron, you know, AJ Dillon, this big muscular, you know, thunder thigh motherfucker. He's, he's a great red zone back. You would think they use him majority of the time in the red zone when that's not the case. He only had seven more attempts in the red zone than Aaron Jones last year. And then Aaron Jones had more targets, tripled the targets. Than you AJ say Dillon that's had last not year. that much better, but he played significantly less. So to me, that's actually really good that he had seven more carries in the goal line. AJ Dillon played full 17 games and yet still had less red zone touches than Aaron Jones. But you said he had more goal line carries, right? Or whatever. Yeah, you said, seven. Set, he had time. seven more uh, goal line carries, but Aaron Jones had 11 more targets. So, total oh, yeah, Aaron because Jones AJ Dillon's not going to get as many targets, which he still does get exactly. targets, which I, that's why I but like the, AJ Dillon too. The, the point is the red zone where we want these points, these touchdowns. Aaron Jones is the guy that's in there majority of the time, even though we think it's kind of that transition period into AJ Dillon. Top five is a little spicy, but that's you guys. Uh, you know what's spicy? Uh, no quarterback through round seven. <laughs> Good one, man. That's actually. Is that supposed to hurt me or no? Did that I offend you by joke. saying Aaron Jones is not a top five running back or what? No, that's just saying. I must have offended you. You he want a just, spicy take? He's just got top five upside. Just top five Gary upside. Like, that's it. Hey, yeah. Gary. What world? <laughs> hey, I don't know. The, wor- the world where it was 2019 and 2018, I believe. All right, guys. Oh I'm going to steer. Without AJ gonna... Dillon, okay. are you like I'm not gonna... comprehending that? I'm going to steer the ship in another yep. direction, guys. Please and thanks. We're going to talk about the Denver Broncos running backs here. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Javante, you want to talk about something spicy. He's going as the RB11 off the board still, and it was very close to a 50-50 timeshare last year. Javante played 51% of the snaps. Gordon played 47% of the snaps. Crazy to me here. They both ran the ball 203 times. <clears throat> Javante Williams Almost had the, the same end. yards. Close. Yep, yep. And then uh, Javante Williams had 53 targets. Melvin Gordon had 38. Um, Ike? Who do you like out of these two at their value? Why? Mm, for value, it's Melvin Gordon because mm-hmm. he's going as like running back 35, somewhere around 36. That yep. Yeah, that's Javon insane Taser for a dude who, who is probably going to play 40. I, I'm not going to say 50 because that's kind of stupid. I'm assuming Javante is going to get most of it, but 40 to 45, I'm assuming, is Melvin Gordon. So he's easily going to beat out running back 36. Like, come on. If he gets 200 attempts again, yeah, there should be no 200 problem might be a lot. I'm thinking maybe hopefully like 180 would be nice. He, or he, had, 200, he had 203 in 16 games last year. Like, that's what I'm saying. Obviously, it might come, it's going to change. It might a little bit, but Javante pretty much said he came out and said that he has the same role in the offense earlier this offseason. So. I really think it's going to be another 50-50 split. I just don't understand why the difference at ADP is 25 spots. I kind of think that you were insinuating that as well. That's wild. 
11 yeah. to 36 for a split that's 50 50. I think Melgorn should be more in the 20 range, maybe, or uh, Javante should be back more towards like 50, late teens, maybe. Yeah, like I would rather have. I mean, I might sound like a Saquon truther right now, the way I'm talking about it, but <laughs> I would careful. rather. I'd rather have Saquon <laughs> over Javante Williams. I'd rather have DeAndre Swift over Javante Williams. I'd rather have Aaron Jones over Javante Williams. And probably rather have Leo over uh, Javante that Williams. One, I, well. I don't know about that one. I've seen some videos of Leo. He's not looking very healthy. Did you see him yeah. on the treadmill? Totally off subject. <laughs> but did you see him running on the treadmill with like the three <laughs> other guys? Dude, he was huffing and puffing, bro. <laughs> he was struggling. That's funny. But I just think he's just got that backfield to himself. I feel like uh, Rashad White part, doesn't, yeah. doesn't scare me too much. So. As a rookie, no, not really. Yeah. LaPlan, how, how do you feel between these two? Man, I love Javante as the uh, the prospect and the player. All right. But when it comes to where he's being drafted, I think he's just being overdrafted a little bit. Because like I'm trying to find it. Where is he? Come on. There we go. It's, it's like running back 11. Yeah, like running back 11. All right. Like I just told you, Aaron Jones is going 13. If Aaron Jones was going 11, I still would take it. All right. Because I've seen Aaron Jones do it before. Javante Williams, yes, we've seen a little bit of what he can do. But we've never seen him in a full workload, just this 50-50 split. We don't know if he can, you know, actually sustain it. I God, you know, pray to God he can because he looks like an animal. But we don't know. We haven't seen it before. And this is all speculation, all potential. All right. And we're drafting him as a running back one. I mean, you are drafting him at, at his ceiling. Absolute right massive ceiling. Yeah. Fine. Yes. Yep. Yep. Where you are drafting Melvin Gordon at running back 36, which is <laughs> dirt floor. <laughs> that is even, that's below his floor. <laughs> I mean, we just said it. He split right down the middle with Javante Williams, had 200 touches. Like, they are finished right behind, right by each other. Almost 250 touches, guys. What, you know, add in the 38 targets, targets. Yeah, that's like 240-something. That's silly, and you're getting him at RB36. Like you said, he might be down to the 220 touches, but still. He, and he, do, he doesn't suck at football. We saw last year he still got a little bit left in the tank. And you've no, seen he, he can produce in the timeshare because he's been in with Eckler yes. forever and then this one now too. So, And the thing is, guys, is he's actually being used in the red zone more than Javante Williams. Sure. He had sure. he had 40 attempts in the red zone last year compared to Javante's 31. And I feel like and Melvin Gordon was the bigger play type of guy. Like he had the bigger runs or the bigger catches or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's kind of like a thunder and lightning combination yeah. we got going here. Where I mean, Javante, I can't Melvin see him. Lightning, but... I don't know if he's going to break a long one. Where Melvin Gordon, I, we've seen him break a long one. Yes, this is weird. Have. It's weird to say. <laughs> but right. I, mean, it's I, I think he can do it. It's just we got to see it first. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we're all in pretty good agreement there. Let's uh, jump over to the next one. We got the Dallas Cowboys running backs: Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Zeke. RB 18 off the board. Really good value there, guys. Tony Pollard, RB 31. Last year, Zeke, while he was injured, mind you, 66% of the snaps, Tony Pollard, 30%. Zeke out-attempted Tony Pollard by 100, 237 to 137, and had 19 more targets than Tony Pollard did as well. Ike, I know you're kind of digging Pollard this year. What's your infatuation with him after I just gave you those numbers? I'm honestly, it's literally only what they said over in the train camp is they might be more of a slot guy or you, or his usage is going to go up. It was one of those two. So I'm like, if his usage goes up, he's going to finish his top 30 running back, I would assume, top 24 maybe. Mm-hmm. I just don't know about Zeke, man. He's It's either he's one, like one year he's slow and out of shape. This year he starts off good, and now he's like injured halfway through and he won't take a game off. It's just weird. I don't know. Zeke is I, one of the hardest running backs to gauge. I didn't you, even believe that he got 1,000 yards last year. But he did. it or not, he did. 1,000 <laughs> right? Yeah. Like yep. he, he still averaged 4.2 yards a carry, which is totally sufficient. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just wasn't Tony Pollard's 5.5 a carry. It's just because I'm assuming won't be that high again. 
because right. that's pretty stupid. It is pretty stupid uh, efficiency, but I mean that's what happens when you're the you know complimentary back to Zeke. Lowe. Right, you're yeah. gonna get, right. You're not going to get the stack boxes like Zeke. And Pollard's always going to look explosive because he's always going to be more fresh than Zeke is. Yep. Like where Zeke could going see at more RB... stack boxes though. Yeah. Right. Right. Where Zeke's going at RB eighteen, would you guys rather have Cam Akers over him, or would no. you rather have Zeke? Zeke. Would yeah, Zeke's have, fallen and fallen, so he's becoming good value. Would you rather like, have James Conner or Zeke? And James Conner is a prime candidate for negative regression on touchdowns. With Zeke, probably. Yeah, I, I still go Zeke. Antonio Gibson or Zeke? Zeke, Zeke easy. I have Zeke at like fifteen in mine. I think Mon- Montgomery or Zeke. Zeke, it gets a little closer there because Montgomery's, you know, kind of the full workhorse there. I mean, I know Khalil Herbert's going to get some get some touches, but it's Devon uh, David Montgomery's backfield. They're saying actually that he might get more of the receiving work and less groundwork. That's why I saw the other day on uh, Roto's Edge or whatever it is. Oh, so he's the new Tariq Cohen, huh? Well, Montgomery is a good pass catcher, man. I mean, he's not Tariq Cohen, but he definitely has the ability. Clear Herbert's good on the on the ground, man. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, But yeah, that pretty much has us at Zeke at RB fifteen because I'm assuming you guys are taking Fournette over Zeke. I think I think Zeke's got the believe it or not better value in this one over Tony Pollard. Same. Just because it keeps falling and falling and falling. Exactly. I didn't expect to get a clean sweep on this one, guys. I really didn't. I Ike was the only one who I picked to fight man. this. I didn't expect um, them to be RB18. <laughs> That's true. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into the next one. The Cleveland Browns, who's had just an absolute wild offseason. We're going to talk about their running backs, the tandem of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb going off the board at RB10. Little, little spicy there, guys. And Kareem Hunt going as RB30. Um <laughs> I don't have snap percentages or anything for him because obviously they were both hurt at different times of the season. Kareem only played eight games, so. Right, right. Ike, out of these two, who would you rather have? Kareem. It's Kareem every day. Take him at RB30, and he's never the, finished below RB11 in the full season. Well, yeah, because I had to. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted three running backs, but he's never well, why finished didn't you go below get RB11. Hunt? At RB11? I, I was kidding. I was kidding. Are you fucking high? <laughs> I was going to say, go get your guy, man. It's, got it's not my guy. Stop saying guy. these guys are my guys. They're not my guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're just not going to attach your you know, your, your legacy, your word. It's You're the not T. Higgins. Anybody? T. Oh, Higgins, the, easy, the easy one, huh? Okay, I see how it is. You pick the easy one. He has to compete with Jabbar Chase. In a uh, pass-friendly offense. He gets 100 plus targets. It's shocking. T. Higgins is going to do well. Let me ask you guys one more question about the Browns' offense. If Deshaun Watson, let's just say, gets 10 or more games, are we just fading this Browns' offense as a whole with Jacoby Brissett steering the ship? Or do you think he's going to be okay enough that this run game will still be pretty decent? Running backs will be fine. You think so? Even though they're going to see eight in the box all day long because Jacoby Brissett has been awful the last two times that we've seen him come in for Carson or who was it? Uh, someone in Indy. I'm, I'm blanking on the name. And then we saw I, him come in for two. Yeah, who was the one he was in just I can't think absolutely of atrocious. Who was the quarterback before Carson Wentz? Oh, Jacoby Brissett, guys. That's no, what we're talking he, about. Who did he come in for? Didn't somebody get in? Andrew Luck? They went no, they went with Jacoby Brissett after Andrew Luck retired. You're right. He was their quarterback. And then and he got he, replaced by that one dude, right? Or something. By Phillip Rivers. Yes. He, so Brissett oh, might have started okay. a full most of the season. He might have started he a did. close to a full I, He absolutely season. did because when I was statting out uh the Cleveland Browns, I actually found a full season with him. He threw yeah. like thirty five hundred yards. It wasn't great, but he had a full season. I have no interest in Amari Cooper because Brissett's my quarterback, to be honest. (laughs) He's their quarterback. But I don't – yeah, I might shy away from the Browns offense as a whole, but that might just be me, LaPlante. You got anything to add, pal? 
I mean, I like Kareem Hunt for his value. That's about it. Um, I, I might yeah, take dude, Kareem Hunt just because. Is insane. If if yeah, exactly. If Nick Chubb goes down, he's he's the lead guy. You're getting him at running back thirty value, which is just stupid because he's at least an RB two. Um, he's a flex play every week, even in that offense with Baker last year. He was a flex play. I know Jacoby Brissett, you know, is not Baker, but at the same time, he's not much worse. Mm-hmm. So this offense can I still, like you know, time. comprehend comprehend with Kareem Hunt, you know, still in the passing game. So I, I love Kareem Hunt, but that's about it. I'm, I'm kind of shying away from Nick Chubb. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page. I just, I, I'm not loving this offense this year, like I said. Um, jumping to the next team and our final um, team here for running backs, Rashad Penny and Ken Walker of the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> going real close together at ADP. Rashad is going RB 32, uh, Ken Walker RB 35. We saw Rashad Penny show out at the end of the year last year and just burst out of the scene after missing most of the season and just like, yeah, like I said, he finished out outstanding. I'm assuming this could be a clean sweep. Yeah. We who, do you wa- who do you Rashad want out of Penny? these two? Rashad Penny, yeah. It's Rashad Penny till he gets hurt, right? That's it's why Rashad I'm leaning Penny Ken Walker. Sure. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I, I, I think I'm leaning Ken Walker just because I don't trust Rashad Penny's health. I trust he has the higher ceiling, but believe it or not, I think Ken Walker's safer. What, like, let oh. me ask you this. This is a little bit of a weird question. might catch you guys off guard. If you're at one of the ends, and you kind of waited on running back a little bit and or maybe went here RB where you took like a stud in the first five picks or whatever, like McCaffrey, uh, Eckler. Are you okay with double tapping the Seahawks running backs and figuring it out later? Like who's the guy or is that that doesn't interest you guys? I'm never really a fan of uh, double tapping any backfields. I mean, unless you're getting it for a handcuff, that's a little bit different. But if like you're Madison. In- well, yeah, I mean, Ken, Ken Walker's kind. Ken Walker is kind of Penny's handcuff, I guess. I mean, I think it's going to be a, a committee. The way that Seattle wants to run the ball. I mean, do you think Rashard Penny is going to be able to handle twenty attempts? I think it's going to take a bye week for uh, Ken Walker to finally bust through. You know what I mean? I mean, he coming out of college. I mean, yes, Brees Hall was the guy. But Ken Walker he won the best. Although Ken Walker won best running back though in college. Exactly. Last so like he's still very talented with the ball and getting in between the tackles. And Rashard Penny might be the passing back. Unfortunately, they gotta start try Penny to start because he was on a tear the last five six. Oh, years. they'll try. So you can't just you can't sure, just throw that away. I'm, I'm sure that hamstring injury that we heard about you know a month ago will you know come back up. Week 14 against the right, yeah, Texans, exactly. 26, 26.3 points. Uh, week 15, struggled a little bit, only five points. Week 16, in your fantasy championships, most likely, 19 and a half fantasy points. Week 17, if you're still playing fantasy, 31 points. And then if you're crazy like us in our league and played the last week of the season, he had 25 fantasy points, guys. The last yeah, three he has an RB one or just under one in all those games. Oh no, yeah, except he was, for that one, except for that one very bad one. hundred percent, he was an RB one four out of those five games. It's just yeah, he won people leagues if you picked him up mm-hmm. on the way He was the gotta, running back one in two of those games, I think. He's just gotta stay healthy, man. It's yeah, it, it sucks that we have now we can see why they picked him first round. So. I suppose. Right, you saw the talent last year towards the end of the year. It it was finally good to see. But like you said too, LaPlante, they obviously like Ken Walker, and he won the best college running back in college last year. So they're they wouldn't have spent a you know they're rebuilding, and they spent a second round draft pick when their offensive line is shit on a running back when mm-hmm. they already had you know somebody like Rashard Penny. You know maybe it's insurance. Oh yeah, one year deal. Future. But yeah. Well, maybe it's the future because Rashard Penny. Oh yeah, really for sure. There, this is uh, uh, Penny's prove it yeah. deal or whatever. Exactly, yeah. and if he can't prove it, well, you know what? We got to back up and continue to see. Ken Walker is very good in dynasty, I think. Do we agree on Chris Carson being gone? Done. Yes. Not until it's said. 
Okay. But I just I'm leaning that I'm way. Just I really hope that's a fantasy. I hope he, he's able to play again because neck injuries are scary. But if he comes back, that just muddies the waters even more and then probably makes me not want Seattle's backfield at all. Even at their value. I'm staying away from Chris Carson, but you, Hey guys, we're analysts. We're not, um, you know, witches and wizards and predict the future. I am. Um, we don't. We don't know what's gonna happen. Good. Good luck. Um, I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna make sure I tie a cinder block to your feet and put you in the lake. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Bob hit on me. No, I just I want to make sure that you can't harm me with your voodoo. <laughs> this took a wild but- turn. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be the one that argues for Ken Walker in this one, but you guys can take your sharp pen. Sure. Let's uh, jump over, switch positions here. Let's go to wide receivers now, guys. And the first one, I like this one. Ike's probably ready to rock and roll too. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, <laughs> oh, uh, Joe Burrow-led Cincinnati Bengals. Jamar Chase, wide receiver three. T. Higgins, wide receiver 12. Let me, let's stop there. Let's stop there. I might have asked you guys this on a different – episode already just give me a quick answer can gerald burrow sustain two wide receiver ones throughout a full season yes <laughs> i'm not as confident as ike but i believe it's possible okay uh jamar chase saw 23 percent target share t Higg is 20 percent target share this was the big outlier jamar chase 13 touchdowns t higgins six touchdowns but t higgins actually out targeted jamar chase in the red zone 13 to 12 Ike, you out of these two, who are you picking at value? Well, let's see. Jamar Chase is going around Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs, so that's tough to do. T. Higgins is going around Tyree Kill and um, who's eleven? Michael Pittman, I think maybe, or Mike Evans, maybe somewhere around that area. So I mean, either way. It, if you're high on the Bengals receivers, you can. That's good value. But if you're not, Oh boy, you don't even want both of them really because getting T. Higgins at wide receiver 10 is definitely getting him at his very top floor. Like, that's the best he can do, I think. Wide receiver 12. He's going off. I don't think he can get higher than wide receiver 10, probably, just because Jamar Chase is there. Jamar Chase is going as the ninth overall player off the board. So, in 10 teams league, he's going in the first, even in 10 team leagues, he's going in the first round. Justin Jefferson is going. A pick ahead of him. I'd rather Justin um, Jefferson, obviously. Yeah, for sure. I well, we've already discussed. We'd rather have Justin Jefferson this year over Cooper Cup. Um, at least I would. I th- I don't want to put words in your mouth. Oh, you're not your head at me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. I was gonna uh, say I, I, the I, dude. I this one's up the tough. ADPs. I pulled up the actual ADPs, and uh, to give you a little bit more of an example of the players going around there. Uh, Jamar Chase is the third wide receiver off the board going ahead of Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, and then we'll kind of, you know. We'll I don't know why you're throwing CeeDee Lamb there, but because Devontae Adams there. and uh, Stefan Diggs, you can make a case easily for those two to get pa- uh, to Absolutely. get past him. And then T. Higgins has, you know, players like Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin. I'll even throw AJ. It's Brown. tough, man. It's really tough. Obviously, he's going to be better than AJ Brown. I think I want T. I think I want T. Higgins <laughs> over all those people besides Keenan Allen. But I don't want to get too far into that. Really, because we're going to talk about. I would rather have Mike. Evans, I would. Yeah. I'd say Mike Evans is the one. That's the one I would rather take too. Because I think Keenan Allen's going to lose out to Mike Williams this year. I think this is the year it happens. Uh, are you guys okay with T Higgins as you walk it away with T Higgins as your wide receiver one? No. Wide receiver two. Wide receiver two. I'm the T Higgins guy, bro, but you can't have Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're, you're probably not getting away with getting him as your wide receiver two. Exactly. He's, he's, he's going, going as away. overall 29. So you're looking at him in meta in the middle of the third round. So if you double tap running back there a year, you have to pick him as your number one receiver. So you go right back I mean, receiver. running yeah. back wide receiver, yeah. I can take him as my you know wide receiver too. I'd love that. I'd be yeah, I think super cool with him as wide receiver too. I I love Jamar Chase, and sky's the limit for this guy. I mean, he he. The only honestly, thing that worries me with him is his 
I don't care. He, I mean, the way he plays, I haven't seen a player like that good or that electric on the field since kind of like Randy Moss. Like the, the size. He reminds me of Odell. Well, he's as fast as Odell. And so was Randy Moss. Randy Moss might have been faster. And he makes those big. See, Randy Moss was that guy who's like, hey, just go deep and just burn everybody. But I feel like Jamar Chase and Odell are like the guys where like can take Jamar a slant Chase or a screen. Jamar Chase can burn you, though. Jamar Chase can, can burn you, yeah. That's the thing. That's true. So, so he is I, – I think he has the realm of possibility as finishing as the one, uh, wide receiver one. But like we said it's last just gonna year, be hard it's all efficiency. 17 yards a catch or whatever it was. 16, maybe somewhere around there. That's going to be hard to repeat, I feel like. It is going to yeah. be hard to repeat. That's why I think T. Higgins is is more of the safer play and, and the value play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that was a tough I one, agree. But, I, but, yeah, I'm still cool with Jabbar Chase at his cost. It's yeah, He's just expensive. Yeah, it's not like we're saying he's bad or anything. Mm-hmm. This no, one's just overdrafted. This next one's going to be interesting, though. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams of the Chargers, guys. Keenan Allen going as wide receiver 10. Little little pricey. Mike Williams, wide receiver 19. Last season, Keenan Allen, 24% target share. Mike Williams, 19% target share. Keenan Allen, six touchdowns. Mike Williams, nine touchdowns. Keenan Allen, 25 red zone targets. Mike Williams, 23 red zone targets. Ike, let's start with you again. Who do you like at cost out of these two? Well, since I just blew it in that last part, uh, Mike Williams, <laughs> since I believe he's going to finally take over Keenan Allen. <laughs> but I just think it's it's that time. He got paid. He got his money. It seems like they're paying him as the number one guy. Keenan Allen's getting a little bit older. So I don't know. I I, I would rather have Mike Williams, considering he's going so late. Oh, so, so stupidly Keenan. late. Considering uh, Mike Williams finished as, you know, wide receiver 12 last year, uh, a wide receiver one, and he was inconsistent. As right. All fuck. And he disappeared but at the end of the season. He did. He did. But he did that much in the beginning of the season to still keep him relevant as a wide receiver one. Um, and, and he was still that garbage on the way back. Like he has those weeks where he can win you a week. All right. Now, I, I would like to believe – that second year in this offense, it's going to be more consistent to him. Um, Herbert, you know, is not having a, a scheme change every year like Baker Mayfield had. So there's, you know, some uh, continuity there. And Keenan Allen is going to be taking most of the coverage. I mean, we saw it last year. Mike, When Mike Williams was going ham, the Chargers were killing teams. When he stopped, that was when the Chargers start, started losing games because they had to rely on Keenan Allen. So I think they realized that, Hey, we kind of need to incorporate Mike Williams a little bit more consistency consistently in this offense to, to win uh, games. So I love Mike Williams value this year. It's stupid. Dylan, go draft Keenan Allen. I'll take Mike Williams all day. I, I kind of, I like a both man. I will just disagree with you a little bit. I think teams started trying to take away Mike Williams because they see him as a bigger threat. That's why I think he slowed down a little bit towards the end of the year. Like teams are okay with Keenan Allen catching an eight yard curl route over and over again. Teams weren't okay with Mike Williams burning you down the field and making a big play. That's the thing that scares me, but that's also saying a lot of how talented Mike Williams is. I like, I do like Mike Williams value. I think a little better. I like Keenan Allen's consistency a whole lot better, but you have to pay up to get Keenan Allen, and I don't love him as my wide receiver one because his upside is capped, you know, at 25 points a game when Mike Williams can hit you 35 on any given day, stuff like that, just because of the touchdown mm-hmm. upside. They're they're just two completely opposite players, you know. And the, mm-hmm. This is kind of a good bet. Do you is, ever see Keenan Allen go deep? Have you ever seen no. him run a deep route? <laughs> he's just a he's just a great route runner, man. He's <laughs> he a had to have run at least one. So I'm I, that was pretty. <laughs> he had to. Have I at least can't remember. I can't remember exactly what it said, but I saw like what was it? Keenan Allen's longest reception is like thirty yards. Oh my god! And and what was it? I think I saw it was Garrett Bradbury has a longer reception 
I can get a longer reception than 30. Um, Maybe it's not kind of chance. insane because he just doesn't. <laughs> I'm, he, dude, he's not a deep His guy. hands are like glue, man. You're going to run an eight, a 12 yard post route and fall down, pal. We should have done the flag football thing. You should have saw how good I would have been, all right? I rocked. I rocked at flag football. <laughs> you want to check tape? You want to check, check tape? tape? I feel I like get... that's our goddamn motto. We say it at least oh, once in episode, guys. <laughs> Ike, you're actually one pick away from Scott Fish and Scott Fishbowl. Damn it, Darnell Mooney got picked. That sucks. Snipe. Did quarterback get picked? Back uh, Jones is the last quarterback to go. So you're, <laughs> still, you're still all right. Your boy Davis Mills is still out there, man. So you don't got to worry about that. No, Bethany Pierce is going to take him, man. She's been taking everybody, man. Well, let's write it back in here. Let's hop back into um, some new team- teammates here, guys. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Both pretty expensive. Tyreek Hill going as wide receiver eight. Jayla Waddle as wide receiver 14. Excuse me. You're excused. Well, Plant, I'm going to start with you on this one. Who would you rather have at cost? You want my honest opinion? Yeah, that's why I asked Neither. Neither. Bingo. That's what I was going to say. I'd rather not do it. (laughs) I I get it. The potential's here. I get it. It's Tyreek Hill. I get it, new coaching staff with uh, um, Logic Lookalike. I can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> Mike McDaniel, right? Uh, Mike McDaniels, thank you. Logic Lookalike. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't want much of this offense unless you're getting it at an absolute value. And right now, the way they're getting drafted, there's really not much value there, guys. I mean, Tyreek Hill – is still going as a wide receiver one, and Jalen Waddle is two slots out of being a wide receiver one. Mm. I get it. Jalen Waddle finishes wide receiver 13 last year, but when we draft, we don't draft at ceilings, guys. We draft at floors, and you're one pick off of drafting him at his ceiling. So there's no Imagine value there. questions about Joe Burrow supporting two top wide receivers. Now you're thinking that with Tua, close to with Tua, and he hasn't proven shit. That's a good point. Yeah, I, good I, was, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, I'm going to play double av- devil's advocates here because, I mean, that's what we're here for. We're here for our opinions. It's absolutely possible. They can do it. These two wide receivers are probably the fastest guys in the league. Yeah, all that, Tua that has to do is give them a screen pass, man, and they, exactly. can, they can just One go thing is their the defense house. is good, though, so they might not have to play from behind all the time, so they might not have to throw all the time. But That's if they it, can't run ahead. the ball, what they're going to do is they're going to just – Which they probably can't run the ball. Exactly. They probably can't run the ball. dump-offs. Offensive line. Like they put Tyreek like running back. They got a million running backs. Right. It's – yeah. They're basically – they have so many running backs so they can just see whoever's doing good that day and just roll with them. So, I mean, there's really no value here with these teammates at all. I agree. Mm-hmm. I'd rather I have mean, DJ Moore over Jalen Waddle. If would, I huh? had to choose – if I had to choose, like you gun to my head, um, it's Tyreek Hill just because I've I've seen him finish as a top five wide receiver before. He can take a screen to the house at any point. I know Jalen Waddle can too, but we've seen Tyreek Hill do it a lot more. Um, but yeah, I don't like either of these guys. I think I'd rather wait for Waddle a little bit longer, to be honest with you. Um, here, Still right. going too high, I feel like. Yeah, no, I agree. He's but going yeah, before... He- DJ Moore, TJ McLaurin, or Terry McLaurin. I don't know why I said TJ. So Jalen Waddle's going around, you know, like overall 39, it looks like. Yep, 39 and 40. Deontay Johnson's going around there. I'd rather have Deontay Johnson actually pick mm. him over Waddle and Fishbowl. I'd rather have him over DK. I'd rather have him over McLaurin still. I, I guess I'm in on... On Waddle, like I said, you just get him the ball in space and let him go, man. He saw 140 Would you targets. Take him over Tua, love, Tua loves him. I think so, Ike. Tua has better quarterback play. Um, or sorry, Waddle has Waddle. better two quarterback play with Tua. Water ha- Waddle has better Tua play. I think <laughs> Waddle's gonna catch four touchdowns because that's not DJ Moore's thing. <laughs> no, I d- four. I don't want max. 
And he might That's even funny. see more targets than him if you get a healthy season from Christian McCaffrey. Oh, fuck, dude. DJ so, Moore just had like 160 targets or some shit, though, man. With an unhealthy Christian Without, McCaffrey. Again, that me and LaPlan were talking about that the other day. Yeah, and Waddle, yeah, Waddle had 140. That was without Tyreek Hill there, so it might go down 125, 130, but there's no way they're not giving him at least 100 targets. It's just a matter Agreed. of his targets are going to be good. Agreed. I think they'll be good because I think they'll be close to the line of scrimmage like they were that's, last year. That's what you're betting on. That's uh-huh. what you're betting on. But this is a brand new scheme. He may not go the Niners route. He may might want to put his own little swirl and twist on this offense that may not work. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's Maybe all he's going to put uh, what's-his-name in the doghouse like they did Ayuk. Oh, gosh. Waddle. Wow, put Waddle in the doghouse. <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> so talented. But I mean, I we can pretty much move on if you guys want to. Today. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this one, guys. Yeah, this uh, one's pretty sweet too. Denver Broncos, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, guys going back to back at ADP. Wider Cortland Sutton, wide receiver twenty six. Jerry Judy, wide receiver twenty seven. Judy ten percent target share last year, but you got to take this with a grain of salt. Like you got to look at who their quarterback was last year. He's also and, injured. And now they hey, got you, Mr. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's now Seattle's quarterback. You be careful now. <laughs> well. Cortland's percent target shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Cortland Sutton, in all honesty, was a bum last year. I mean, Jared Judy was banged up, so that's his excuse. But Sutton was absolutely terrible. Only Dude, he got performed by Tim Patrick. Yes, I got. I probably could have put Tim Patrick in with this group. Sure, so that would have been sure. that would have been all right. But he, nah, what, yeah. That would have been the guy for absolute value, probably, because right. you're going to get him for as a steal. And if if one of these guys goes down, he's just going to slide right in because we've like, seen him do it before. Are you a Judy guy, or are you a Sutton guy? Sutton. Really? Even he reminds me see. most. He reminds me you, most you, of CK. You, you were he the guy that was highest on Jerry Judy coming out of college. It's what changed, happened? man. It's changed. Judy. <laughs> He drops the ball too much for one. He he just for some reason can't catch that fucking ball. Sorry for swearing. <laughs> you don't have to. I said shit, <laughs> motherfucker, piss. Uh, go ahead. But he's he's a crispy motherfucker route running though, man. He is. He is a very good route runner. He's got a guy that can throw him open, you know, and actually throw him the ball when he's open. And, and you know what he does that Cortland Sutton doesn't separate. Yeah, that's true because he's a good route runner. Mm-hmm. That's true. But you know what Cortland Sutton does a lot better than Jerry Judy? Touchdowns. Contested Catch catches. The the- theoretically, touchdowns. Catch the ball, too. Con- contested catches and deep ball uh, deep ball percentage. That's why I said he's going to be like DK. Yeah, I, you could kind of comp lock it to Judy a little bit. I mean, it's probably a lazy comp. DK uh, DK to Sutton and Judy to lock it. And, you know, I yeah. I wouldn't say I that like the route exactly DK, Maybe but... Judy will be boom and bust, and then Cortland will be the main guy. Or either way, one's going to be boom or bust, I feel like. See, I just – I don't know. I've been seeing so much, you know, uh, word from beat writers about Cortland Sutton and Russell Wilson, you know, getting together, getting the chemistry going, you know, getting passes thrown. And Jerry Judy, Judy – well, with his, with his oh, uh, yeah, right. legal situation – I mean, you know, I don't know exactly what's going on with it, but he seems to be, you know, in the clear, but he's had to deal with that and hasn't had this time. He hasn't been it's, able to meet he he hasn't been able to meet them for breakfast. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Robert <laughs> last year. I mean, he didn't have the opportunity to have breakfast with Matthew Stafford like Cooper Cup. I love I, breakfast. I, yeah, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford's uh fiancés their wives or girlfriends are best friends too. So no wonder why they he threw it to him so many times. Yeah. They're meant to be together. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I love I love Cortland Sutton in this one. I mean, he's only going one pick ahead of Jerry Judy. Um, that's I mean, one one pick at wide receiver twenty seven is not that bad. I mean, he has the potential to finish as a wide receiver one. We haven't seen it yet, but we've seen what he can do when he remains healthy with shitty quarterback play. What did he finish yeah, as? Yeah, two years like ago. Shit. <laughs> what he finishes before his ACL, I mean. I think he was a wide top receiver two-ish. Yeah, top 24. 20. Yeah. I, I think what I'm gambling on here is I'm he had a he had in 2019 with I want to see who the quarterback was with Joe Flacco, Drew Locke. 
and I believe this was even Kendall Hinton's year. Yeah, no, that was the next. That no, was the COVID next year, year, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was the next year. But he had Joe Flacco and Drew Locke, and Cortland Sutton, every uh, had a thousand yards on 76, 72 receptions. Yeah, so he, yards. yeah, probably wide receiver too, somewhere around there. So yeah, at Joe Flacco throwing him the ball majority. Right. So imagine Russell Wilson now. Like at least we've seen him do it one time before healthy. I think they're both good value, to, see to be honest. Jerry Judy do it healthy one time. Yeah. So uh, they're, they're both good values, though. Absolutely. Can't argue with that. I'm just begging. Just, I'm going with Judy just because I think he's a more talented receiver. I'll just leave it He at was that. drafted sure. earlier than Cortland Sutton. Sure. Absolutely. But uh, we got one more team here, guys. We're running a, running a little long. We're going to close it out with the Kansas City Chiefs and their hodgepodge oh, of wide receivers. We got Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver 37. Pretty good value, guys. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, wide receiver 53. Sky Moore, wide receiver 54. Mecole Hardman, wide receiver 61. Guys, who is the guy you want out of this wide receiver core? I think they're all stupid value. I agree with that. But... The one I guess that I would go out and you know reach a little bit for would probably be Juju. Um, he did in Scott. He did in Scott Fish too. <laughs> Let's see. He's going as wide receiver thirty-seven. He took him as thirty-one in Scott Fish. Thirty-one. You know what? That's fine for me because Scott <laughs> Fish is a whole different beast. He okay. has the best possibility of finishing as a wide receiver two. I would assume is the best possibility for one of them. At least I think he'd be the most targeted wide receiver. Agreed. I mean, he's not going to be the most targeted weapon. That's Kelsey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most targeted wide receiver, absolutely the easiest realm of outcome for Juju over Marquez Feltis, Scantling, Nicole Hardman, and uh, the rookie Sky Moore. Why do the Chiefs Sky get Moore. a bunch of guys that just are just like nobody likes? Like Juju is super they're... inconsistent. Marquez Valdez Scantling can't catch a ball to save his life. <laughs> I'm curious, guys, I, what they're going to do. Miko Hartman, just who knows. Are they going to line Juju up outside? Because Travis Kelsey <laughs> plays a lot in the slot. So what, I, what's I the can't plan see, here? I can't see them lining Juju in the slot. And I also I really? can't see them lining Travis Kelsey much in the slot either. I think Travis Kelsey is going to play most of his time in the tight end position oh, and yeah. still, be, still be you know the number one targeted guy. It's just how can you play those guys in the slot when you have players like Sky Moore and Nicole Hardman and MVS that can't play outside? Mismatch. MVS has to play outside. Yeah, he's a speedster. He's played outside. No Same doubt. with Hardman. They're going to be your two burners while Juju little, works inside. Yeah, that's why it's a little weird with the draft pick of Sky Moore because he's more of your prototypical smaller slot receiver slot in my receiver. in my eyes. Anyways, that's why it's like you said, Laplatt. It's a little goofy that they signed. Juju, who is kind of your also kind of, he is a he's slot receiver, slot guy. but he's a he different, is. but he's a different he's, slot guy. He's kind of a bigger slot. He target. can play outside, but it's, it's just not great. The Steelers We've seen used it. him in the slot all the time. Yeah, because you had the best wide receiver maybe in NFL history with Antonio Brown on that. Whoa, on, on Jerry Rice, my man. I understand that. But Dude, for six years, he was fucking amazing. Antonio Brown was unbelievable, man. Five years. <laughs> one, of the best, one of the best fantasy wide receivers. No, uh, no look at the stats, bro. For I get five it. Years, he, he yeah, was... I get it. He's an asshole. Do you but... not remember what Jerry Rice did? No, I don't remember what well, Jerry I, Rice did, to be honest. I wasn't alive. But I would, t- I would personally take Randy Moss over both. Both of them. He's the guy that oh, I yeah. think's the best receiver of all time. I but think Randy weird. Moss was the most talented by far. Most talented. <laughs> we're just going. Not we're just going off right now. But is he? You can't say that though. Can he do a slam? Rice leads every single category Could Randy Moss do a slam, Was he the most talented, or was he just super fast and could go deep and had Dante Culpepper who can and just catch every fucking thing? Like, <laughs> did he do a curl flip? Everything. I don't know. He didn't need to. Did he do a screen? Probably. Did he do a slant? Unlikely. He's incredible, though, man. Well, let's write it back in. Let's write it back in. We went from Juju Smith Schuster to Michael Hardman to Ray. Megatron's the guy. Megatron's the guy. We're off God the rails. Ryan ruining all these careers. I think at Juju at wide receiver 37 off the board is very solid. 
play. Like he could That's might be able to start him. Three. That's wide receiver. Yeah, play. you might be able to start him in your flex every week and be okay with twelve. You shouldn't be able to on the Chiefs' offense. Mm-hmm. They're gonna pass the ball. They're gonna put up points. This is the Chiefs, guys. Especially at that running game. But uh, yeah, you guys got anything else to add, Ike? It looks like you're still one pick away in Scott Fishbowl, so we don't. We don't get to do a live don't get pick. A, a live pick. You don't get to see me in it again. <laughs> so right. since we know it's not going to be a quarterback, why don't you give us a hint to who it's going to be? Oh, fuck, I should look at the select players. Might as well. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we will be back next week. I know we took a week off. I was on vacation. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know what we're going to do for an episode. I know we've been talking about maybe doing a mock draft. The plan, I actually had one in my head since... Ike is like a professional ranker and he's going to be a ranker on <laughs> fantasy pros. And he's a, a ranking expert on the website. We should do like a rankings. Roast. You're loosely using that word expert. Yeah, sure. Sure. But let's do <laughs> Let's, we should do a rankings roast the plant where we find players who we completely disagree where Ike has them ranked. Dude, yeah. And, ju- and just go off on him. What do you think about that? I mean, okay. honestly, we should all just throw rankings together and just do it together. Yeah, I mean, we could. I think we I think we did that last year, too. But um, we didn't do a rankings roast. I do like that idea. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Sure. Just um, don't go too hard into it, okay? But we are still in July. No, I go so hard we, in the paint. <laughs> we are still in July, so we got plenty of more offseason to go through. And like you said, we'll probably start mock drafting here. August is the big mock draft month. So I'm sure we'll probably have That's a couple. That's when everyone starts drafting. Yep. Yeah, we'll probably have a couple on the Fantasy Six Pack YouTube channel. So check that out. Um, Ike, did you check out to see who you're thinking about drafting, Scott Fish, or no? Are we? Just the wide receivers don't look great, so it's going to be quarterback. It, nice. I'm finally going to have to pull the trigger. Unfortunately, Davis Mills, Carson Wentz, J- Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, bro. Oh, Danny Dimes is. I can't believe one. it because. Two year, three, two, and even last year, I was like this guy, and don't like him. Screw him. <laughs> now it's like I'm praying for him. Sure, sure, but yeah, I think that uh, wraps you, it up, guys. You you want a guy who only throws sixty one point nine percent of time of a completion? I mean, shit, you drafted a guy who throws fifty eight percent. So <laughs> yeah, fifty nine point seven. If you're gonna come at me, come at me. Accurate, okay. Accurate. Um, second off, Fair enough. Daniel Jones. Didn't have Urban Meyer running this running the show there. <laughs> I'm but sorry, did have Meyer Joe Judge, the judge, the gavel. I hate to break it to you, Joe Judge. Joe Judge was better than Urban Meyer. No yeah, shit, probably. Urban Meyer is an idiot. <laughs> exactly. So you can't go any worse with Trevor Lawrence, man. <laughs> <It's fair. laughs> but it's only up. All right, guys. Podcast. We'll be back next week um, to talk to you. Like you said, we don't know what we'll do, but we'll figure it out. Um, for Michael Plant, Ike Bonnie, I'm Dylan Clements. Talk to you next week. See you guys. Peace out.